Greetings, podcast listeners, and thanks for downloading the very first episode of Staved Off, which is a slightly silly name we've given to the official podcast of St Mary's Cathedral Choir in Sydney. Month by month, we're hoping to give you an idea of what really goes into making this extraordinary ensemble what it is. My name is Richard Flynn, and I'm little more than a dedicated hanger-on of the choir. For about a year now, I've been talking on and off about how a podcast might help to bring the choir to the world's attention. And evidently, I've been able to wear down the choir's director of music, Thomas Wilson, enough for him to sit down and talk to me recently. Since it's December, we're talking about all that's involved at Christmas, particularly in the choir's now annual Christmas celebration concerts. We began in a very meta and modern way, by talking about the experience of staring into the microphone, which is pretty new for me. Have a listen, and I hope you enjoy it. I feel at home with a microphone in my hand, just trying to get rid of it. Indeed, I have witnessed you in the cathedral just (laughs) absolutely revelling in telling people where the bathrooms are. Unaccustomed as I am. (laughs) Well, I think that's uh, rarer has a falser word been spoken. (laughs) Rarely has a falser word been spoken. (laughs) So anyway, here we are. It's December, and... That you know, the, there's, a, there's a certain feeling in the air, and that feeling tends to be Christmas, one way or another, whatever that means for people. And um, we, of course, know that that's a big deal for the choir. Uh, so, how's that going? Well, it's uh, it's going well. We've got plenty of things to bribe the boys with to keep them going oh, after yeah, what school do you, finishes. What do you do for that sort of thing? Well, they've got their end of year outing. Okay. And this year, that's going to somewhere called Wet and Wild. Now, you've been there before, haven't you? I have indeed. With the boys, I've been say. to yeah. Wet and Wild and done things which I didn't expect to have been made to do. Um, for example, going into a sort of um, metal tube and they count three, two, one, and suddenly the floor disappears and you find yourself whizzing around and around and upside down. And that really was quite an experience. And was that wet or wild? <laughs> it was both. It was both. And okay. I think it's, it's fair to say that all of us through the course of that day, were both wet and wild. Gosh, that, that, that is some excitement. Anyway, so you're bribing the boys with the promise of the, of the, that, the trip. And, and then there's also the choir Christmas party, which has um, grown in every possible way over the last eight years. Um, <laughs> yes. But they, they look forward to that because um, not only does Santa Claus make an appearance, but they have such things as a bouncy castle, and they've um, selected from the catalogue this year um, something to do with black ops. Yes, I was actually shown a video of that earlier on today, and it is is quite something. I mean, it really isn't worthy of the term bouncy castle. But is it worthy of the term black ops? Well, that <laughs> remains to be seen. It also remains to be seen quite what the boys make of The it. concept of bouncing was somehow antithetical to, to black ops. Well, and in fact, this thing that I saw in the video is not uh, particularly bouncy, it has right. to be said. It's more of an mm. obstacle course, and, and I was told that there's going to be, you know, some member of staff is going to be, you know, from the bouncy jumping castle people well the choir is all about rigour all about rigour and and regulation I would want to know that the the, the black ops bouncy castle had some degree of of military rigour right that's what we're looking for good yeah great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yes there's that and they have um, chocolate fountains and popcorn machines and um, fairy floss all of that sort of stuff so um, yeah the Christmas party's fun but then we have to do some serious things as well oh yeah we've got Is concerts right? and services and 230 pages of music in their Christmas folders this year now who's responsible for that 
what the folders <laughs> yeah yeah well, and, i've chosen the music each of the each of the pages <laughs> but uh, the boys are responsible for their own folders oh Very yes important yeah they're not to drop them and let all the pages fall out because then there are tears y- yeah and not just from the boys <laughs> no that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's great and um isn't there though the sort of inevitability about Christmas and the and the sort of slight feeling that oh well here we are once again it's all come around again but well you may very well say that yeah <laughs> I of course have no idea what that must be like <laughs> just to make decisions about a Christmas concert in March yeah um, but uh, yeah nevertheless it can be done it can um, be done unfortunate that some of my colleagues don't suffer from that kind of jaded um, inevitability syndrome. They're very excited about Christmas all year. Um, And that, to some degree, can help get me towards uh, thinking about it. Um, But usually once I start listening to the music... I can get a little bit excited about it. Get you into the spirit of it. Yes, it it never fails. Yes, I mean, I have been down the corridor from your office a few times this week, and uh, I have heard some some recordings spilling forth, as we said, so... Well, yes, and most of them are things that people have sent me and said, hey, listen to this. Um, But uh, sometimes it's been genuine research a general research mm. yeah general research you're not just getting into the spirit of the whole thing it's it's research it's <laughs> serious work i put my christmas tree up at home ah yes and are you pleased with it i'm very pleased with it and you of course are like me and you insist on the real thing i do insist on the real thing so you had it you had it come in a van it well i don't know how it got there i came home and it was there gosh well, outside. Oh, right. <laughs> it hadn't been set up. It hadn't been set up. like It hadn't been set up with them decorated for you. No, 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 no. It's very important that I did that. Um, and years ago, uh, my father made me a compilation compact disc of the Christmas hits of my childhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What so sort of things does that have on it? Well, it's got some Bing Crosby on it. A bit of Bing. He's, a bit of Bing. Uh, how old are you if he's from your childhood? <laughs> he certainly... Well, he, he made a reappearance. In he my made a reappearance, yeah. right. Yes. There's a bit of Frank Sinatra. Yes. And my person, I have two favourite recordings of um, that wonderful song, Mary's Boy Child. Not one I know, I have to confess. One of them is a, a wonderful um, version sung by the New Zealand soprano Kiri Tikanua. Mm-hmm. Um, Dame Kiri. Dame Kiri, yeah. even. Um, but the other uh, is by Boney M, which is just superlative. So that's on my Christmas compilation, and that goes on whilst I put the Christmas decorations on. Although, of course, I've only got about six decorations, so it's a little bit sparse. Ah, uh, so is that a plea for help from the non-existent podcast listeners? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no, because you're worried about quite what people on the internet will send you. Well, it's hard to find the right sort of decorations, isn't it? Because you want them to be just the right level of kitsch. Okay, so you like kitsch, but not too kitsch. That's right. And does that? How does that then relate to how you choose music for the Christmas concerts and so on? Well, I'd, I'd say that's exactly the right, the right thing. Yeah, good. So it's it's knowing where to go. I mean. I've to get my Christmas decorations I went to David Jones uh, because that's you know just the right level and I was I suppose at first annoyed but then pleasantly reassured when I asked where the tinsel was to be told well we don't have tinsel here now we did get David Jones to sponsor this episode didn't we you, you, you saw that out, you know? <laughs> that was good of you Richard yeah, well yeah, done well done for just uh, <laughs> for getting that in mm. um, so I couldn't get my tinsel there but I could get lovely sort of um, felt decorations that had been lovingly made by somebody oh right so I was pleased with those handmade by local craftsmen 
In probably. Yeah. Um, then I had to go to the Meyer trim shop, which is what they've called it there for some bizarre reason. The trim shop. The trim as, in, shop. as in Christmas trim. Yeah, that must be it. To get my tinsel. Yeah. So I've got that. And it's a bit the same with Christmas music. You need you need to sort of know where to look. And you can you can count on on the big hitters. The the, the, the ones the bark and the handle. Yeah. They've they've done Christmas. Yeah, they've so done that's, that. So that's a good place to start. So you can turn to them for advice. And then there's yeah. a man called John Rutter. And many people um, can't imagine their Christmas music without a little bit of John Rutter. Um, so I, I tend to sort of pour through what there is of that and try and choose what I think might be just the right level. You've never been tempted <laughs> to write anything yourself? Oh, that would be terrible. Really? No, I'm not a, I'm not a writer of music. Uh, there I suspect, are better people for that. I suspect you're too, uh, too humble. At least I don't admit to it. Well, that's the thing, is that there are a few things that, that I think you've written. But there are that, pseudonyms. There that... are pseudonyms, or indeed just no name. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, um, you did tell me about some of the things that you're proposing to, to put on this year uh, one of which is William Mathias's A Babe is Born and so I turned to that great source of, of music YouTube and I found a King's College Cambridge recording of that and there's exactly one comment on that video and we know that YouTube videos are where you turn to for, for wisdom and the, the comment goes like this it feels like Stephen's flogging a dead horse this year now Stephen of course refers to Stephen Cleaver presumably one of his close friends writing this um, <laughs> I heard a bit of the radio broadcast today just felt rushed and panicky not very Christmassy when the spark is gone it's time to move on well that sounds a little bit harsh it does doesn't it and I'm not sure what the dead horse is is it, is it the poor choir is it William <laughs> is it William Matthias the composer but is that a problem that you worry about? People not liking what you're doing and, and it all just being a bit too obvious or a bit too Yeah, of course. Dreary. You, you worry that perhaps you haven't got the balance right or that um, what seemed like a great idea in abstract may not come over um, in, in, the, in the concert. But I don't know. You, you, can, you get a bit of a sixth sense about these things. Um, and I've been planning programs of Christmas music since I was 12 and so I've so it's like, of, like little girls with their weddings supposedly you've been doing that's, concerts that's exactly it and yeah. you know they just keep on getting bigger and better and, and you know more tulle um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no of course I worry that, that maybe people won't like it but on the other hand maybe you won't please everybody but it's nice if you can please most of the people most of the time hmm and the, the Christmas celebration is a sort of bigger way of approaching a Christmas concert that you introduced in the cathedral a couple of years ago. Um, people are pleased with that in general? They seem to be. They keep yeah. coming. Um, For some reason. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I think what they like is that it's, it's, it really is so different to everything else that happens in the cathedral. I mean, there's wonderful music all throughout the year. Yeah. Arguably, the, the highest quality music, at least in my opinion, um, happens around Holy Week. But... It's not with that, all that Christmas packaging, all that wonderful That's the thing, stuff that isn't we can it? do I mean, at Christmas. I suppose Christmas really kind of captures the popular imagination generally, and there's the, the kind of common thing about, about you know, Christmas in church with, with uh, you know, angelic voices singing and all the rest of it. That's, uh, That's it, and there's a bit of razzle-dazzle in it as well. That's yeah. why we have the orchestra, which we, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that really in a, in a, in a service. No, um, indeed. And, and that just lifts the whole thing as well. I know you love that razzle-dazzle word. <laughs> Give me your razzle-dazzle.
So, Thomas, here we are. This is the first episode of a new podcast. Um, at the end of the episode, will I know what a podcast is? That's a good question. At, well, at the end of listening to it, you definitely should because you'll have gone through the whole rigmarole of downloading and subscribing and liking I'm, I'm, and commenting. I'm used to doing interviews, but I'm learning that this is not quite like an interview. Well, it can be, but we, don't, we, we want to strike something. You haven't prepared any questions. No, I've start. not. Well, no. that's what you think. <laughs> that's what you think. Oh, I see. I just have them all in my head. Oh, well, right. It's, right. it's more like a chat. I mean, the, the idea from my point of view of the whole thing is is a sort of director's commentary on, on the Cathedral Choir. So like most directors' commentary, what, what will happen is people will experience the main feature, turn this on, fall asleep in front of it, go to bed, turn it off, or vice versa. And like most directors' commentaries, in fact, it's just a kind of fairly random and meaningless kind of load of drivel. Yeah, so that, that, that's a great way to start, isn't it? Appetising the whole thing. A random and meaningless load of drivel, Thomas Wilson. Well, when I make a DVD, I'll be sure to get you to help me do the director's commentary. I think you already have done so well. <laughs> Let's get people to, to know a little bit about the way the great Thomas Wilson ticks. What's the question that you get asked the most often and that possibly irritates you? Are you all right? Are you all right? <laughs> or are you all right? <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Um, most people don't ever talk to me, actually. Are they a bit we scared? Have, we have um, far too little interaction, I think, with members of the congregation. Are you visual. sure you won't be saying that out loud? Well, yeah, I, I think it would be good, um, because it interests me that people want to come and hear um, the choir. Obviously, they're coming to Mass or Vespers, coming to church services as well. But I know that there are people that choose to come to the cathedral because of the music. And... I find that very interesting. And occasionally there are opportunities to meet them at, at this or that event. But um, after an ordinary Sunday... It's all a bit, it's a bit rushed, isn't it? And, yeah, you know. and of course the choir comes out from, from a side door. Yeah. Um, and then we usually have to scurry off downstairs to put things away or to go, go on to the next rehearsal, whatever it happens to be. So perhaps that's part of it. Maybe that's something that could come of these podcasts. Exactly. People could ask their questions. Exactly. So and getting a, get a drivel and meaningful answer. <laughs> drivel and meaningful, yeah. So it's, <laughs> we've moved on, haven't we? So perhaps uh, the listeners, what they can do is, is post comments on the, the page where they found this. Yes, we like comments on pages. It's all on, pages. The, on the website, cathedralchoir.sydney slash podcast. After Christmas comes the new year, and the new year is something of a big year for the choir, isn't it, Thomas? the 200th anniversary yeah it's a big deal and we're all very excited as you can hear from our voices about well, that <laughs> i suppose what i'm i'm coming to to appreciate is that it is kind of a big deal yeah certainly for australia because there aren't many things of any description that are 200 years old indeed westpac bank is the other one that, that i know about so um there we are us and westpac yeah so you can hook in with them and and uh, you can sing in a bank what a good idea yep that'd be great so anyway, so I think the next episode of this uh, Meaningless Drivel, I mean podcast, uh, will be an opportunity to talk about what next year will bring and what the first 200 years have looked like for those... So I've got between now and the next podcast to, to work it out, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. We're recording tomorrow, you realise. Right. So, uh... <laughs> oh, well, good. We'll just uh, Christmas and then next year. That's yep. the way.
And so we can put episode one to bed. Thanks very much to Thomas for joining me on the podcast and for taking a punt at it. Um, I'm hoping that sooner or later he'll work out what a podcast actually is. Um, thanks also to you for listening. We, we're doing it for you, of course, um, and uh, for sticking with it all the way through to the end. Um, as we mentioned, we'll be back in January to talk about the history of the choir and its 200th anniversary next year and all that's going to be going on throughout 2018. If you have got questions for Thomas for future episodes, um, then as we mentioned, uh, post them as comments on this episode on our website at www.cathedralchoir.sydney. Also, if you've liked the show and you feel like giving us a bit of encouragement, then um, perhaps think about posting uh, a review on iTunes. Thanks very much. Um, if you've not already got tickets to the performance of a Christmas celebration on the 15th of December this year, uh, then you should uh, probably think about coming along. There are two performances. There's an 11am matinee and then the evening performance is at 7pm. Right now, when I'm recording this, tickets are still available for each of the performances, but they will move quickly, so you shouldn't delay in buying your tickets. Now, throughout the show, we've been hearing snippets of the performance of A Christmas Celebration in 2015. We began with Morton Lauridson's O Magnum Mysterium, then we heard the ending of The Shepherd's Pipe Carol by John Rutter, and right now we can hear the very end of The Silver Stars Are In The Sky by William James. But now, just to really instill a bit of that Christmas spirit we were talking about, you can listen to the choir's rendition of Silent Night from the 2015 concert. You've possibly not heard it like this before. It moves at a fair pace and it has something of an alpine twang to the whole thing, uh, but uh, the performance was very well received and I'm sure you'll quickly realise why.
Thanks again for listening, and do subscribe to the podcast so you can be sure to hear all our future episodes.